I noticed that the Tznias levels have been dropping in today's time. Did the Rebbe speak about Tznias? What did he say? Of course the Rebbe spoke about Tznias. He spoke about Tznias more often than people realize. But he spoke about Tznias like he speaks about everything else. He didn't scream and shout and pound his fist on the table and point his finger in a way that would annoy us or intimidate us into doing what he said. He spoke about Tznias where he spoke about all other things in a way that he left us the need and the space to choose Tznias. The Rebbe many times mentioned the Gemara about a woman who was a Tzanua, that the Lero Kire's base Cyrus Reisha, the walls of her home never saw her here, and she had seven sons, that all of them served as Kayanim Gedailim. They would quote that Gemara often to bring out the reward for Tznias. Let me begin uh, by addressing the question directly. Number one, I know for a fact that when the Rebbe first became Rebbe, he wrote many, many letters to Kfar Chabad, to particular individuals, protesting the Tznias in the Kfar, and that people would write back to the Rebbe that it's not so bad, and the Rebbe would write to them how either they have badich uh, of their eyes or they're blind, and that the Tznias is compromised, and the Rebbe protested and complained. These letters are not publicized for whatever reasons, but these letters exist, and it's not one or two, it's many, many letters where the Rebbe complained to the Mashpiyim of the Kfar that he wants that in a community, which is a Lubavitcher community, the standards of Sneas should be high, and that uh, the women should dress in a way which is appropriate, tapi halacha, and according to the spirit of the halacha. This is number one. Number two, very often in the talks from the Rebbe to the women at the Neshei Convention, the Rebbe spoke about Sneas. I have here three from Tavshin Chavches, Tavshin Chavtes, and Tavshin Lamed, three successive years, 1968, 69, and 70, where the Rebbe spoke very strongly about Sneas, very strongly, but it seems to be the thread of the entire Sikh. And um, the big issue that he raises is that when Yidin were in Mitzrayim, and they were slaves, which, which the Rebbe interpreted to mean they dressed Sneastic, even though they were in an environment which was not Sanua. And the Rebbe said, we live in a civilization where there's a very big issue with Sneas, especially in the summertime. And we look around and we see other people are dressing in a way that's very liberal. We feel like we need to conform. We need to be like them, to dress like them, and to look like them. And the Rebbe protests and he says, when Yidin were slaves, they separated themselves from their environment in this way. We're not slaves, we're free people. We should have enough pride and enough self-respect to dress in a way which is consistent with our traditions that are distinct, that are different than the traditions of the environment in which we find ourselves. And Rebbe spoke about this very powerfully and great length. And he spoke about the idea that when the Abish counts the Jewish people, he puts his name, the letters Yud and He, before and after the names of every single Shevet, as an indication that he's a witness to the Tznias of the families and the women especially that created the Jewish people. I don't know if I'm allowed to infer, but it seems to me that what the Rebbe is saying is that there's two dimensions to the Tznias issue. The first is simply halacha, you have to be Tzanua. 
You have to follow the Shulchan Aruch and the spirit of the law in terms of how a woman is supposed to dress. And there is a Yanam of Tzniyas for a man also. And the second is the idea that we're dressing in a Goyish way because we need to be far Goyish. We need to be like our environment. And in some ways, the second is worse than the first. If a person is not Sanua because of their own interests, I'm not justifying it, but if a person is not Sanua because they feel that in order for them to be considered pretty or attractive or whatever it is, they need to dress in a way which somebody else dresses in, besides for everything else, it's an indication of a terrible lack of self-esteem. And the Rebbe says that you must be proud and proud to be different and proud to be distinctive and proud to dress like in a way that somebody looks at you and knows that you're a Jewish person and this is why you're dressing this way. And the Rebbe makes the point that people will respect us if we respect ourselves and dress sneistic. There are a couple of additional points that the Rebbe has brought up that I want to touch on. The first is that when a woman dresses inappropriately, she's belittling herself, she's diminishing herself. She's reducing herself to a person whose ability to be noticed is defined by something so superficial as physical appearance. And the Rebbe says it's undignified, it's, it's, it's self-effacing. You want to be identified as a person whose greatest attribute is what people see on the outside. This is one point. And another point, and I saw this in a video that they gave out about Sneas years ago, and I couldn't find it in these Sikhs, but I, I saw it in the video, so I'm going to speak to it, even though I didn't find it now when I was preparing this particular response. The Rebbe does ring, bring up the issue of Girui, which I find interesting. Girui means that you're pulling out the eyes of men. You know, the old issue about Sneas is, a woman says to a man, you, you find it, I'm not Sneastic, no one's asking you to look at me. And there certainly is truth to that idea. The idea of Shemir Sainayim is, is not an obligation on women, it's an obligation on men. But the Rebbe did say that there is a concept of Giri where a person is dressed so inappropriately that they're almost forcing people to look in their direction. And he indicates, from what I understood from that Sikha, that part of the obligation of a woman in Sneas is how she's going to affect people around her. And that's also a part of why it's appropriate and necessary for women to dress sneistic, modestly. Another point that there's a video of, which is very telling, very interesting. A woman comes to the Rebbe, and she knows Rabbi Schwartz, Olva Shalom, Rabbi Shleim Schwartz, and she introduces herself to the Rebbe, and she tells the Rebbe that her career is that she's a movie maker. And you could see, as she presents herself to the Rebbe, that she's a bit uncomfortable telling the Rebbe that she makes movies, because she understands that it, it sort of suggests that her profession is associated with pro, uh, provocative things and so on. And the Rebbe responds to her and says, you have to be careful about chastity. Chastity means tzniyas. And she doesn't understand what the Rebbe is saying. So the Rebbe translates it in a very interesting language. The Rebbe says, you have to be careful not to break anything. Those are the Rebbe's words. You have to be careful not to break anything. Now, what does that statement mean? What does Tzniyas have to do with breaking? And I'll tell you what I think it means. We live in a culture 
that shames shame. That if a woman is naturally, uh, what the word, approved they call it, yeah, she's not able to be free, and she has to be covered up because she wants to be tzanua, we see it as a, uh, a weakness. And if a person is really free, they don't have that kind of a restraint. But they're never saying exactly the opposite. They're never saying that sneers is in human nature. Being shameful and bashful is part of human nature. The Gemara says that one of the simonim of a yid is by shonim. They were shameful, we're modest, we're private. And one of the things that the terrible collapse of all moral order and sneers in the Western world and in America has brought about is a, an attack against this basic nature of all people, especially women and girls, to be to have a sense of shame and shyness. And the Rebbe is saying it's a good thing and you shouldn't break it. And that's what the Rebbe told this woman movie maker. That you make movies, don't break anything. Don't break the basic design of human nature, which includes the idea that people by nature have an element of privacy, of modesty, of tzniyas. And finally, I want to finish with this point. And I think this is true also. Bechalau, all the Rabbeim, especially our Rebbe, were people who shined light. Anan Paladim, they shined light. None of our Rabbeim defined themselves as protesters, as screaming and shouting about what's wrong in the world. Their attitude was, there's something wrong in the world, I should fix it, not scream about it. Some G'dayli Yisrael, this is how they find themselves. They were always meichet, they always protested things that were wrong. And the Rebbe also did his share of protesting, but he didn't define himself that way, and he certainly didn't want to be perceived that way. So there's this unfortunate sense that because the Rebbe was such a nice guy, and he always spoke about the positive, and he spoke to good in every person, that these chesrenes, these liabilities in us, in Anash, both things that apply to men as well as things that apply to women, didn't touch him so deeply because he didn't cry out about them. I don't believe that's true at all. I believe that Rebbe just defined himself as somebody whose role it was, was to bring light into the world and healing to a world that was very, very broken. And he did it by being very positive and optimistic. But that you shouldn't interpret the Rebbe's discussions of Tzniyas, of which there are quite a few, that were delivered in what may seem like a less than passionate way, as if it didn't deeply concern him. They concerned him very, very deeply. But the Rebbe wanted to for us to not feel like he's forcing us, that we have to embrace it. And he spoke about it very gently and very positively. But the earnestness of Tzniyas, and as the Rebbe says in all of these Sikhs, the ramifications of Tzniyas, how it affects our whole life and our whole self-definition, and our children, and our children's children, is something which is very, very earnest in the Rebbe's teachings, the Rebbe's talks. And I want to finish again with what I started by saying that I'm referencing three particular sikhs that Rebbe spoke to the women, amongst many. The sikh that the Rebbe spoke to the Spring Convention of Sheikh Abad of 1968, 1969, and 1970. There are others. Three successive years where the thrust of each one of these sikhs was, at least in large part, about sneers. And like everything else, we live in a world where nobody likes to be told what to do and nobody wants to be forced. So Tznias is something that girls and young women and middle-aged women and older women have to embrace. 
they they can't they won't do it and they can't do it reluctantly they have to appreciate that this is actually good for them good for them as religious people good for them as human beings good for their own self-respect and um, only then can they uh, embrace this obligation this responsibility in a proper and a sustainable way. Mm -hmm.